6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, new numbers show Alberta's bottom line on track to look better this fiscal year. You heard Kevin Robertson talking about it in the newscast, but the province does remain mired in, uh, well, just a lot of red ink, to be honest with you. Finance Minister Travis Taves presented first quarter numbers earlier today and says this year's deficit is projected to be $7.8 billion, less than half of the $18.2 billion projected in the 2021-22 budget in February. Let's take a closer look at it all with political affairs reporter for Global Edmonton and Global Calgary, Tom Vernon. Hey, Tom. Good afternoon, Jalen. How are you? I'm good. So uh, a bit of go- a bit of good news today after certainly uh, a rough go recently. Yeah, and so we were expecting this. Uh, I remember doing a story oh, the end of June or July talking about higher oil prices. At that mm-hmm. point, they were $74, $75, and there were economists out there saying, well, that's going to be you know, good to the tune of billions of dollars for the bottom line, and here it is, right? And that uh, the $10.5 billion lowering of the deficit, well, $7 billion of it, $6.9 billion of it is higher non-renewable resource revenue, right? Like that's higher oil and gas revenues mm-hmm. coming into the coffers. Uh, another $1.2 billion from corporate and personal income taxes. So people are working and then paying more taxes. An interesting one, I'm not sure how much they'll talk about it, but also an extra $1.5 billion in transfers from the federal government. Mm-hmm. So more money coming in the door, and that is lowering the deficit. No, $7.8 billion, it's still nothing to... To, you know, celebrate. It's still a huge deficit, but it's it's not twenty billion we were expecting. And and moving forward, looking ahead, I know um, you know when we take a look at the benchmark for oil. I mean, you had mentioned it. I think there's about a twenty dollar difference of what was projected where it's at. Did they give any further projections on that? Maybe what they're expecting over uh, the coming months? Yeah. So for the rest of the year, so it was originally forecast at I want to say forty six dollars yeah. at budget time. Now they're forecasting sixty five fifty. So mm-hmm. that's, that's where these numbers come in. So they figure, you know, it was up over 70. It's now sitting around at 68.50. Well, I just happened to look up, and there it was right in front of me. <laughs> uh, so it's 68 bucks right now. So they figure for the 12 months, for the entire calendar year, it'll settle in at around $65.50. Now, we've all seen the oil markets, right? So mm-hmm. there is some risk caked into that. The COVID-19 fourth wave isn't just happening here, right? Yeah. So there's some that Delta variant is out there, and that is creating some concern, uh, economic concern around the world. So we'll see. Uh, and the finance minister says, look, they've, 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 they've caked in these concerns into these forecasts. They're very confident in them. But we've heard many a finance minister say that he's very confident or she's very confident in <laughs> projections of oil price. Yeah, and they've been spending a lot of money uh, on the pandemic, haven't they? Well, yeah, and it's they aren't over budget on the pandemic. They're still, I mean, we're we're one quarter in, and there is, sorry, I don't have the number directly in front of me, but they've they've spent into that contingency fund. Mm-hmm. Although it is interesting to point out, I mean, remember last year they were always saying part of it, part of they were saying on the COVID spending, the government was saying was, and look, we're deferrals for uh, your power and, and gas bill, mm-hmm. right? And they were doing this, and then they come around this year and say uh, all the bills that were deferred and then defaulted on were going to be paid by ratepayers. So don't let them say that, that they've covered that anymore. Make sure that that's out there. But yeah, there's money spent on on uh, the pandemic. I think it was, it was over a billion last year when it was all factored in. So look, it's, it's obviously been a huge hit on the economic side of the ledger. It's also been, you know, a huge hit on the 
the finances side of it. Yeah, without a doubt, and we'll see what happens with this uh, with this fourth wave. I know that's got to mm-hmm. be weighing on their minds quite heavily. A little bit of good news on on the job front. Um, what was I reading about? Ninety percent of the jobs lost because of the pandemic have been recovered. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, but it's an uneven recovery, yeah. right? So a lot of the areas that are not fully recovered yet are the areas that you'd expect the the, the what do they call them? The front facing ones, so the service sector, the tourism sector. So there's still a long way to go on that front, but. Yeah, 73,000 jobs. So what is it? As of July, yeah, 73,000 jobs since the beginning of the year, and 90% of the jobs that lost during the pandemic, so since since it first occurred. So we're not quite all the way back to where we were pre-pandemic, mainly because of those service sector jobs and, and areas like that. But oil and gas, amazingly, it, the oil and gas jobs actually re- recovered rather quickly. They were they were fully recovered by I think it was January, February. Hmm. But there's not as many jobs in that industry as there yeah. once was, right? Yeah, so right. we can we can say we've recovered all these jobs. But remember, they were down significantly. Yeah. Automation has taken over these companies. Like there's been mergers. So Alberta's unemployment rate still sits at 8.5%. Uh, it's still exceedingly high, but it is much better than they were forecasting. Uh, it was still forecast to be above 9% at this yeah. point. Yeah, and you know, you just, you go, you're going back to the to the oil sector and, you know, how difficult it was and or how difficult it has been for years now that a pandemic hit, no travel whatsoever. People are starting to travel. People are starting to travel again. That oil demand is, is increasing, but my goodness, what's going to happen possibly as we move forward here? Uh, I have to I have to ask it. You know, I, I wondered uh, a couple of times today if this was a if this was a fiscal update or a COVID update. Um, <laughs> um, Travis Taves taking a lot of questions on a lot of different things today. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's the first really senior cabinet minister we've seen in quite some time. Uh, we've not spoken with the premier since August 9th. We haven't uh, had a media deal with the, the health minister since the end of July. Uh, last we saw Dr. Dina Henshaw was August 13th, so that's more than two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and, and look, he's he's part of that emergency COVID cabinet committee. So yeah, he was being asked, are there any conversations happening on COVID and the the number of cases, and why hasn't anyone come out to speak? And he look, he's obviously well prepared. He knew the questions were coming, but his answers that he was giving was, what are you talking? Dr. Dina Henshaw, you know, updates Albertans every day, speaks to Albertans every day. But it's via Twitter, right? So it's, yep. he was asked a lot of questions about that. What are we doing? Why aren't we hearing from people? Are these rising numbers concerning? And I mean, his response was essentially, look, I have full faith in Dr. Dina Hinshaw and the advice we're, we're getting, but didn't really answer any questions. Well, okay, he did answer one about a restrictions policy. I asked him about uh, vaccine passports. So uh, Ontario's talking about it. We see three other provinces putting them in place. We've seen national banks, so TD and, and the Commerce Board of Canada say, hey, look, a, a vaccine passport type thing could help small business uh, carry on in, 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 a, in place of restrictions. So I asked, like, look, this, we're hearing a lot of talk across the country about the source. They made it clear once again. Premier said we're not doing it, and they are not on the table here. So, I mean, yeah. they, they're still abundantly clear on that front. No vaccine passport. But, um, yeah, didn't really have much to say about us not hearing from really anyone uh media wise you know being able to ask questions wise in weeks now yeah anything on the fact that school boards are putting in um, mask mandates mm-hmm. that cities are putting in mask mandates or considering mask mandates and he did basically his line was we've a lot we've left municipalities and these organizations to do what they feel best hmm. and they can be and they can be accountable to their electorate so you know, it, 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 that's been their answer all along, right? I mean, there never really was 
There might have been. I'm trying to remember all the different restrictions in place, but the mask mandate stuff, that was very early on, left up to individual municipalities mm-hmm. to determine exactly what it is they were going to do. There was eventually, I remember that, there was eventually a provincial mask a provincial mandate in yep. a lot of different places put on. But, but yeah, it was, you know, they're, and they've been like that for much of the pandemic. We'll let these local authorities, we'll give them the power to determine what it works best in their communities. But look, we've heard a lot of, uh, we've heard some from some businesses and concerns around can we have some sort of consistency, a baseline policy, just so it's not, you know, piecemeal across the province? Mm-hmm. So it, it is an interesting conversation, and one, look, the one, the one that this government has not really wanted to have all that often when it comes to putting on restrictions. They've been loath to do this all along because. Mm-hmm. They, they see the, the economy and, and the, the toll that it takes. Of course, yeah. Now, um, there's been a lot of questions, uh, just before I let you go, about uh, where the Premier is. Do we Have we heard any more about when we might expect to see him or hear him? So I asked the question yesterday, and the response I got was, as is tradition, we, we will be notified of the premier, uh, Premier's availability via media notice before it happens. So uh, <laughs> that's about the best I can give you. <laughs> so I have not received any uh, notices of availability, so we will not be hearing from the Premier today. All right, uh, Tom, Tom Vernon, the Provincial uh, Political Affairs Reporter for Global News. Always appreciate your time. Thanks, Tom. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, take it easy. So a bit of good news, uh, a bit of good news on uh, on on the... On the provincial budget, yeah, it's still really tough. We have a long way to go, my gosh, not just Alberta, but right across the country when it comes to to finances and... But nice to see those numbers. Nice to see those uh, those uh, energy numbers, the the, the oil numbers uh, coming back up. That uh, that budget of um, forty six dollars a barrel now being forecast around that sixty five dollars U.S. So what will that mean as we continue to move forward uh, through the next uh, quarter? So we'll keep you updated. Tom Vernon checking in this afternoon. Always appreciate his time.